Welcome to episode 15 of the J-Bunny's Music Hub podcast. I'm your host, J-Bunny. Well, guys, at long last, we're back. Sorry for the, uh, sorry for the unannounced, uh, disappearance, I guess you'd call it. Some, had to move, and I had, uh, a bunch of stuff going on in my personal life. Told my car, and the move took way longer than it should have because of that, and, and whatever. It, it, no big deal, but that's why there hasn't been a new episode since December, but we're back now with uh, an episode, uh, interview with Waylon Revis, who uh, was formerly in the band Mushroom Head and now fronts the band A Killer's Confession. Just to let you know ahead of time, there's a couple times in this interview where I make reference to the last time we talked, but there wasn't any other episodes with Waylon. Now, I had attempted to, I had an attempt, I did record an episode with Waylon back in December, but it sounded like shit, and I couldn't use it, and it was nothing nothing on him, it was, uh, he didn't have a place to record the interview that was free of, of background noise and stuff, so at, at that first attempt, we were sitting at the bar in the venue, and there was a lot of, uh, you know, music overhead that uh, I didn't. I didn't want in there, and and the other the bands were sound checking, and it was just it just wasn't usable. So I was trying to uh, figure out a way to redo it, and and thankfully, uh, Killer's Confession came through Poughkeepsie last night, and I was able to get this interview done. So uh, I thank Waylon for giving me the uh, the two opportunities to have him on the show, just so that everybody knows uh, ahead of time. Also. Um, you know, Mushroom Head has has been in the the metal press a lot lately. We don't talk about that uh, at all. Uh, I mean, he hasn't been in the band in a few years, so you know, he's not really privy to what's going on. So we we didn't address it. We we mostly focused on uh, on you know a little bit of his time in the band, but mostly what's going on with A Killer's Confession. And it's a great fucking band. I hope you guys enjoy the interview. I hope you enjoy. Uh, the music that I'm going to include in this episode. And without further ado, here's Waylon. All right, what's up, everybody? It's Jay Bunny. I am here at The Loft, part of the Chance Complex in Poughkeepsie, New York, and I'm here with Waylon Revis. I hope I said it right you this time. You said it completely correct. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, those of you unaware, I, I tried this once and it didn't work out. I said his name wrong the first time. <laughs> it's all good, all good. Everybody <laughs> does, everybody does. But, uh, so... Um, Let's go right into this. At this point, you're probably best known for uh, your time in another band. From yes, I am. To- um, but it's, it's slowly changing, right? Well, Especially after the end of last year, we won seven awards. I did see that. Yes, we won seven different awards for a Killer's Confession. Uh, so um, you know, it's like, I mean, I am known for for being part of Mushroomhead, but. I'm not being defined by it. Oh, no, not at all. But uh, what I was going to ask is that that wasn't the first band that you were in, though. No. Um, And you were in a project uh, called Three Quarters Dead. Can you tell me a little bit about how that band was formed? That was just like my my high school band. Um, And that was the last of like 50 names we went through. (laughs) But uh, Three Quarters Dead was in it. And Three Quarters Dead was still going until I think like two years ago. And uh, it ended... Uh, right. About two years ago, uh, but they they kept going. We started back in '99 uh, with Three Quarters Dead as Three Quarters Dead, but I mean we had been playing since like '94. Oh wow! So yeah, like it was like we went to like names like Cluster, Fox, Strip, Nine, Crank, 
Um, God damn, IV, fucking Zen. Just so, like, 50 million different yeah, names. Yeah. And then finally it became Three Quarters Dead. And, uh, you know, that's what it was. My favorite out of that all the names was Clusterfuck, though. Then hmm. we did, we spelled it like corn, K L L U S T E R P H U C K. Okay. Cluster fuck. So we could put it on flyers. Yeah, right? yeah. Because like, then people were like, yo, cluster. And it's like, no, our name's not cluster. It's cluster fuck. Right. You yeah. know? And it's well, like, it's like, I, I knew a band, a lo- band local to where I was about a decade ago, and they were called Fuckface, and they spelled it with PHs, and their flyers still got ripped out. Yeah, dude, totally. <laughs> it, always, it always happens. But, uh, you know, it's like, it's, you know, that was just where I was. I, 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 you know, got my footing of doing what I do. And uh, was that your first band, or were you in other bands before no, that? That was just, you know, I, I've really just been in like, I've mainly worked with the same musicians my entire career. And uh, JP, our bass player for AKC, he's been there since day one. He was in all those right, bands. Yeah, yeah. So like, they're, they're, I've always stayed close to the ones I love, you know, and, and the ones I really want to work with. Um. So, at what age did you start singing, and at what point did you decide that this is what you wanted to do for a career? Started at fifteen, and uh, twenty five years ago, and uh, now it's just uh, when I was sixteen years old, I seen uh, May fifth, nineteen ninety five, seen Corn with the Manson and and uh, Danzig, and that was when I decided this is what I'm gonna do, and what hell or high water I was gonna get there. It's been hell and high water, yeah. <laughs> and I'm still trying to get there. Um, so. Only going to touch on this briefly. Everything else is going to be, you know, what okay. you've been doing since. But um, the tail end of your time in, in Mushroom Head, uh, J-Man returned to the band, and you guys did the three-singer thing for a little while. Yes. And I, I had thought, like, that in in theory, I thought that that sounded like a good idea. But then in practice, seeing you guys at the Mayhem Fest with three singers, I kind of felt like there was too many singers and not enough to do. There were times where different guys would leave the stage for a little while and and then, yeah. so I was just wondering what the dynamic was uh, the, during your final couple of years in the band with the three I singers. I didn't mind having Jay there. I loved it, actually. Uh, gave me a little bit of breath. I loved working with him. Um, it, it, but you're right, man. It was just... Yeah, okay, I, it was all... You have one album set up for three and then everything else set up for two. So it was a constant... Like, what do we play? We play Shelf State of Sorrow, Beautiful Stories. Do we do 13? Do we double, double X? Um, you know, do we, and we, do, and we want to do righteous. It's just, it, it was just a clusterfuck <laughs> back to that. But, um, you know, I loved working with Jay. Jay was, Jay, working with Jay was a great experience, but at, yeah, at the end, it was too much. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't thought through. I mean, it could be, it could have been more amazing than what it was. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, that goes, that's just, it could have been, and that's leave it to that. It just yeah, could have been. Yeah. So, so speaking of the Mayhem Fest, I feel like that year of the Mayhem, the 2014 that, that Mushroom Head was on, was sort of the beginning of the end for Mayhem. Now, that was a really great year with a really great lineup, but I feel like they had overbooked it. They had always had... Oh, that was just a great... No, that was that was like... It's like the year before you had Slipknot, and then you had that with a Vince and Fulton Corn. Yeah. It was great. It was I, like, I God, guess... to be a part of that, done. Oh, no, but I... How do you have a... But the thing about it is, here's, what, here's the problem. How do you top it? Right. Well, the, the thing from a fan standpoint, uh, when I was attending that show, is they had always had three stages, and you were so you were able with the setup of three stages, you could see everybody that was you, you could see the whole show if you got there early enough and you wanted to. That year when they had the four, you had to pick and choose who you wanted to see because they had they okay, always you, had, no, there was, you had the main stage, but the main all the three stages prior 
We run one, two, three, one, two, three. Oh, one, see, at the show that I was at, it wasn't quite like that. You had three all in a row, and the two on the outside, with the exception of like the more side stage headliners, like like you guys, Cannibal Corpse, Body Count. But they're earlier in the day. The two on the outside would play on the at outside the outside the club. Well, like so, you had three three stages in a row in a parking lot. So you had one in the middle, two on the ends. The two on the ends, at least the earlier in the day. They play at the same time, so it's like, oh, I got to see this band or this band. And you kind of bounce between that in the was, middle. That must have been a weird day because it was mainly just a, you had the Sumerian, Colcock, and the, the Victory. I think and the Victory stage, and that was it. Right, there was no other. And, right, and, but what I'm saying is that I think that Colcock was the one I think in the middle because I distinctly remember Texas Hippie playing on that and Rich saying he. <laughs> whose idea was it to put him on a stage, the free whiskey stage? But he, yeah. So then the, you had the other two on this on the end, and so like I said, you had bands playing at the same time on the two sides. It just must have been a fucked up day because yeah. it, it, most days they end. Okay, it, it would work like boom, 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 boom. Okay, it was just like it, well, as soon as they end, this started. Yeah, as soon as this end, this started, and that was so you just must. Yeah, well, the one we went to, there was a lot of overlap, and it made it hard to catch everything, but. But where I was going with that was I felt like they went from three to that year was four, which was, I felt, just a little bit overdoing it. And then the la- the next year, which wound up being the final year, they only had two stages and then they called it quits. Well, I mean, with the main stage is the main stage. You had the yeah. three side stages in the main stage, so yes, there was four stages. But um, the, the way they had it ran, I thought it was perfect. Like, it really was because you just got there and you could watch every band. You yeah. Just pick which stage you want to be at. I mean, it ain't like a, a, a rock on the range or something. Well, Jesus, you're walking four miles. Yeah. It seems like to get to the stage on the other side of the stadium, and then you got the inside of the middle, and then you got the you got the you got the other side. It's just like God damn, fuck all this shit. <laughs> trying to walk. Yeah. Well, uh, where I was going with this is that this year, like the, the mayhem ended, the uproar has ended, the you know sounds of the underground, the Ozfest, they're all gone. And this year, the only the, the last man standing is the Warp Tour, and they say they're gone. and they said they're calling it this year. So after the Warp Tour is over, that's the end of the like the branded big summer touring festivals. No, it's not. If there's a demand, and that goes to you fans, if there's a demand to have something, something else will take its place. Always happened when we lost Ozfest. What did we get? We got mayhem. Right. Just wait, guys. You're going to probably have a summer, and you're going to do it. And, and what, what happened between Ozfest and Mayhem? You had, like, the big four. The big four did the, yeah, big, yeah. the big concerts. But you but you're, you're really not. You just don't have a traveling one. Yeah. But Rocklahoma, Carolina Rebellion, Rock on the Range, Open Air, uh, uh, Rock Allegiance, uh, you know, and whatever's on the West Coast, these, these stationary big festivals. That's pretty much the same thing, yeah, yeah. except they're stationary. Right. That's it's, it's got its own name, and that's pretty much probably, that's what, so you've not lost the festival. It's just you know the one you know which ones I'm talking about. Yeah. What, what's the, the one here? The, the Rock Allegiance. Rock Allegiance is the one that's closest Philly. to here. It's Philly, Jersey. Yes, that's the one. I mean, I mean, you'll see something pop up, but those are going to maintain. Yeah. And you trust me, if there's a big enough need and and demand for it. You'll get it, yeah. But that all depends on the fan, yeah. That is not that you guys. Um, everybody thinks that you know, you know, you guys don't have a word in it or anything. You're the guy. You're the people. If you want something, you got to make it known because the people that are putting it on, that are making the money and and all that, they're they can't do it without you. So if you want it, 
make it known. Be there. Don't just fucking, you know, write something off. Oh, I'm never going to get it again. You'll get it. You you, you got to remember, you got to go back to being consumer and, and, and product. Yeah, right. It's, it's like, supply and it, demand. It, so, yeah, exactly. So you do have a say in it. You just got to make it fucking happen. That's, that's fair enough. Um, so in 2015, you took some time off from music. And I had read in another interview that you, you had considered giving up music altogether. Oh, yes. And so I was wondering if you just tell me a bit about that time in your life and, and why you almost gave up. I hated it. Uh, I, you know, my dream had turned into a nightmare. Um, I, didn't, um, I didn't enjoy what I did anymore. I didn't enjoy being on stage. I didn't, I didn't enjoy the fact to find out that, you know, my, my life's work was just a, some big fucking con job. Um, I didn't like it, and I was done with it. I just didn't want to do it. And it just, lucky for me, more unlucky for me, I got it back. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like I haven't decided yet, but it's definitely, um, you know, it's trying. But it's what I'm supposed to do, and I know that now. Yeah. So what what made you decide to get back into? Because before you had this band, you did some some guest things with some other bands. But the what guest made things you just... were just because people wouldn't leave me alone. <laughs> uh, everybody wanted me to sing, and I don't want to give people what they want. I really do. But you know, I got to do me, and this is what I do. That's why I'm back, and I'm doing it for the fans. The fans want like supply and demand. Y'all demanded it enough. I came back. All right. Um, so one of the things that I saw before, again, before when you were doing the guest things, the one, the one that had made its way that sort of showed up on my radar was uh, the American Overdose, that song. Yes. And um, when I saw you guys, when I saw AKC last back in December, mm. uh, I picked up the CD. Mm. I had listened to the album on on Amazon, but when I picked up the CD, at the end of the CD, it had those yes. songs that you had guested on, and so I, you know, from from. Like I said, American Overdose, but also Dead by Wednesday, Revolution, and Hex. Mm. And I was just wondering whose idea that was to add those, and if you had, and was there any? Was, I, mean, I assume the bands were on board, but was there any pushback from? Yeah, I don't know. Or did were they were they on board? There was a little pushback from some. I mean, you know, Hex is from uh, um, Sweden, and they had an issue with the label. But all I was trying to do, it's like guys, listen, I'm gonna take you and put you on my platform. Right. Let me push you. Like, it's your song. I ain't making enough of it. I don't want nothing off of it. He's like, if you think you're going to make money off your music, you're fucking wrong. I mean, it's the fucking it's a 21st century. None of us make money off our music. None of us right. at all. But that being said, um, it's it's just, you know, a good platform to get noticed. And that's what I did that for those bands. I felt like they were the, the cream of the crop, and, uh, and they deserved to have that push. Yeah. And I would totally do it again. Well, I if do. I sang on something and it was awesome, yeah, I'll snatch it up and be like, "Hey, I put that on my album." And I, you know, just keep your royalties, keep make sure you get your shit in check, so you can collect all of it. But uh, you know, I want I want you to be heard. Right, if I'm gonna right. do it with you, and it's that good. Yeah, I want it to be heard, and I'm putting it on my own stuff to make sure it is. Right, right. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Stuff. I mean, I don't play any of those songs live, but. You know, I'm every night. I'm out here to support you and let you let fans find you for the first time. Right. I mean, you're selling. You're still selling the CD. I believe yes. you're still selling the CD at the merch booth. So any uh, you know any sale that you get is exposure for them too. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. It's like uh, they you know they get their royalties off of it. as long as they did their homework. They just put their shit on. And they claim it, and it's theirs. Yeah. Um. So tell me a bit now. We're you know we're into the uh, we're at the part 
<laughs> where you where you're in a killer's confession. How how did that come together? Did you were you trying to start a band or did a band find you? Like how did this? I did it just accident. Um, I told the story a million times. I found Trumpy. Trumpy did an AKC, um, and just the rest of his history. We got signed within the first week of being like even talking about it, and got picked up regular deal with EMP, and uh, just kind of just fell into place. Picked up uh, Trumpy, Paul, and John, and now they're gone. You know, but I mean, they really, you know, bless them. But I mean, this is a tough industry, and you know, it's not all. Everybody thinks, you know, it's all fun and games and roses. It's not, you know, it's, you get out here, you get tours, you don't get court tours. I'm trying to keep us, I'm trying to keep us from being in the headlining situations. I don't want a headline. I want to be, um, I want to, I want to focus on building the band and making the show better and working, writing new music. Don't really, I don't feel like the band has enough material to be a real headliner right yet. Um, you know, we do covers and stuff like that, but I don't really want to do that. I want to do my own stuff, but... It is what it is. Right, right. Yeah, because I think that both times that I've seen you guys, you've been, or, well, tonight you're headlining. I'm always stuck Last Last time I saw you were headlining. I do know that another time you played in Jersey, you guys played with Flaw, although I was not at that. I, yes. I wasn't able to make that show. Now, how did the, the name A Killer's Confession come up? Accident. Uh, we were going to call the band Unbroken. and Which um, is the name of the first record. Yes. And there was a band's name Unbroken. Uh, the song was called A Killer's Confession. Right. So, there we go, flip-flopped it. Well, there you go. Tom so, Hazard, that's who came up with that idea. Tom <laughs> Hazard, give me credit. So, you released that first album uh, in April 2017, and that has guest appearances from Brian Welch from Corn mm-hmm. and Kim Freeman of One-Eyed Doll. How did you get them involved? The friends. I had a phone call. Hey, would you please do this with me? Yes. <laughs> Couldn't... I wasn't... Hiring anybody, these were friends, these are people I played with, people I actually care about and care about me. And they're like family. I would do anything. If they were to, if I was to get a phone call from Kimberly or if I was to get a phone call from Brian, I would drop everything I did to see what was going on. Right. If they needed me, I'd be there for them. And they did the same for me. And I can't say thank you enough. So then in November of last year, you guys put out an additional two songs. And I just saw today when I was getting everything together for this interview uh, that you guys started a. Uh, GoFundMe yes. for your next album, which is going to be called The Indifference of Good Men. Yes. Uh, now, when can we expect that? Midsummer. Midsummer. Okay. I'm, I'm doing an album a year. I got till December 31st, 2018, put this bitch out. It's coming out this year. All right. Can you tell me a bit about the name? The name uh, it's just about, you know, the Boondock Saints. Go watch the Boondock okay. Saints. All right. It is totally about that. And there, you know, there's one evil that you should fear most, and that is the indifference of good men. People that are willing to watch bad shit happen and turn their head and act like they didn't see nothing. And this album will address that and address humanity's just stained, just stained, just this, the, 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 this, like we're becoming a plague with our arrogance and, uh, you know, um, disillusioned by, by, by perfect circle really sums it up where it's just, we are so plugged into ourselves and our and this stupid motherfucking thing right here. <laughs> He's like, holding up a phone for this. Yeah, I can't see it. Uh, I actually have removed myself from, uh, uh, like, I'll make a post now. I will not answer any, like, you found out this. I do not answer any message. I do not do messaging. I do not do, I do not do Facebook. I do not do, I, I'll, I'll put pictures on Instagram, but, and I'll make my statement. Yeah, and that's it. And that's it. Yeah. And uh, and I and I do it strictly for business purposes. 
I am opening the world around me and fuck social media. Mm. I am really like, I know it's a part of my business and I go live, but when I go live, I try to go live with a group of yeah. people instead yeah, yeah. of just being me. Uh, I try to do it with the entire band, like dinner with AKC or I'm doing a show where I'm actually talking about something yeah. and playing videos. So you feel like you get that old school headbangers ball type deal, but um, I am really just going to unplug. I And I, you know, I don't give a fuck. I don't need social media. I yeah. don't. I We were able to do this before. Fuck you, Facebook. <laughs> I'm serious. Fuck you, Facebook. Uh, try, I, I, I used to be able to reach 250,000 uh, people going live. Reach. I can't reach 3,000. And the first thing I get as soon as I go off live, oh, you'll reach 100,000 if you give us 50 you, bucks. If you pay. Yep. And I'm like, those people already like my page. Why can't I just reach them? They already hit like, they already chose to follow me. Right, right. And uh, Facebook, I honestly, I'm sick of them. And I'm really ready to just call it out. I will call it like I see it. It's a monopoly. Yeah, I mean, well, they're, they own Instagram too. Yeah, it's a monopoly. <laughs> it's a total monopoly. And I think it's shit. And I think that, you know, they're, they're the problem. Yeah. I, I, I Honestly, I think that social media and this fucking ability to fucking glorify your world is the worst thing for humanity. It's like taking a fucking mirror and jumping it in front of a bunch of monkeys and you just fuck their whole world up with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah, man. Well, you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, I, I, I have a Facebook and I use it frequently, but I didn't do Twitter or Instagram or any of that. I have to until well, right until I started this podcast, and then I reached out. You know, I'm trying to book interviews. I'm trying to get myself out there, and I get these PR people to tell me, well, what's your reach? How many fans do you have? How many listens do you have? And so, you know, I got turned down. I'm not going to name the band or the guy, but I got turned down for an interview because they said, oh, you're not big enough. You're not, your reach isn't big enough. You know, sign up on an Instagram and a Twitter, get more followers, and then get back to us and we'll see. You know, so now I got to do all this stuff. Yep. <laughs> and now I don't, I, I mean, my shit, like, if, and, and, I, and I'm turning it against them. I'm like, fuck it. I'll do the power of the play. I'll tell my fans to play it. Like, hey, they're trying to charge me for this. Fuck that. Share it. And if you don't, don't. But, you know, it's like, I'm, but I'm to the point, I was like, fuck it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it that that, 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 that Facebook and the, the ability to do private messages and and uh, secret messages that nobody can see is giving you the ability to be just dishonest. And, and you know, it's the number one reason uh, marriages fail. Did you know that? I yeah I didn't know that specific statistic, but I am aware of some people within my own personal it life is and the stuff. Number, that, becoming you know, the very much number one thing that leads to infidelity. It leads to just fuck that. It you know you you distance yourself from the people around you by being addicted to this, and then a uh, face on the other side of a screen when you got faces all around you, man. It's like fucking open your eyes. And become a part of the world around you instead of becoming part of the world, or the world in the network. Right. The network is bullshit. This is not how people were meant to live. It's just like the monetary system. Monetary system is set up to fail. 
you're not meant to sit up and be a slave for the rest of your fucking life and, and go to work and live. You know, you, you live in your means. And the powers that be have always been able to pull the string where you use greed to make you want more. Right, right. And you never have enough. I get to that point in my life, I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> I really am. I'm sitting, I'm really at a point where I'm good. I don't care anymore. I don't care about the money. I don't care about, I don't even care about the fame anymore. I like just to sing and see people smile. And that is direct social interaction right there. I like to perform. And uh, I think that's probably, probably the biggest reason why I'm being like this. It's like I really just, I hate the world I live in. That's fair, that's fair enough, man. You mentioned it a little bit before. Uh, you guys have had some lineup changes since last I saw you. So who's in the band now? I have Morgan Bowers, our new drummer, and Rocky, Rocky Sobong from uh, is our new guitarist. Rocky's from uh, Blow Dance Floor, Twisted, band called Ventana. That guitar, excellent. Two excellent players. And uh, we're just doing, like, this the whole run we're doing right now is just get their, 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 their wings wet here, get them out on, get on stage so people see them. Couldn't be more proud. Both them boys are awesome. Morgan, 22 years old, sponsored by SJC Drums, Soul Tone, XL Sticks, 22, sponsored by all these places, and he's just a fucking badass. God bless that kid. And then Rocky's just a sobinator. He's the, he's the shit. And then JP's still in the band. JP's still here. All right. Um, so can you talk a little I mean, You might have mentioned it already, so I'm sorry if I'm making you repeat yourself. And actually, I think you already said it, so I'll just I'll just repeat it, and you tell me if I'm wrong. You said that the uh, the 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 change the the change has just led you know it's a little bit harder than. Yep, and I was just gonna leave it at that. It's just like this is a tough road. Either you want to be here, or you don't. You make your own decision. Good luck. Yeah, that's that's fair enough, man. So, sort of tying into that, you know, what sort of lessons have you learned in your years and in, in 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 bands, don't your years anything. on the road, like, and what have you learned, and how are you applying that to this band? Don't expect anything. Just go with it. It always changes. Um, one minute you're on top, one minute you're on bottom. Just fucking be tough. Do what's right. Write a good song. You don't got to worry about much more than that. If you can't do that, then do I hear? Right, right. That seriously is like this fake-ass bullshit. It's just enough for me to fucking puke now. Write the song. Play it. Fuck your Instagram. <laughs> fuck your Twitter. And fuck, your, fuck your hashtags. Most of all, fuck your feelings. I was waiting for you to say that. Because it's on a shirt out there. Yes, it is. You said fuck it to you. me last time. I was waiting for you to say fuck it again. Fuck your feelings. <laughs> um, that's that's pretty much what I've learned is like just roll with the punches. Get tough. Get tough. Fuck your feelings. Don't be a crybaby. If fucking you want to, you, you're talking about your feelings be hurt. Come here, let me break your nose. I'll show you what real pain is. <laughs> I mean, seriously, people need to toughen the fuck up. Fuck your feelings. So. You also sort of answered a little bit of this already, but I ask this question to everybody on the show. It's sort of my signature question, which is what are your thoughts on the current state of where the music industry is? Where, you What know, industry? Right. Where, where people no, 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 seriously. What industry? It's a joke. Right. Fucking what? You're, you're scrambling around because you're too stupid to see change coming and you let a fucking computer company come in and take over your business and monopolize it with Apple. Right. Yeah, I called you out, Apple. Fuck you, too. Um, uh, you know, people just did not 
they don't know what to do. And you get now you got a whole generation of people that don't realize that you're supposed to buy music. Right, right. Well, that's sort and of there's nothing I'm... changing. You got a whole generation that has been taught that it's okay to steal from somebody. And yes, I'm gonna say that you are thieves. If, uh, you know, you know, you got Spotify and you got these networks where you pay nine ninety nine a month. It's like Netflix, but who the fuck's making money there? But there's better than fucking nothing. Right. But everybody's like, well, why would I pay for that when I just go here and download it? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Um, how about this right here? How about we all just stop writing music and you got shit right. and then you can go beat on a rock and uh, you don't think it costs money to hire the engineer, to hire to get the gas. It's like, and I'm not being mean, guys, but goddamn, dude. It's like, you think that we do this for free? Um, you know, I'm all, I don't care about being rich. I don't give a shit about that, but man, it's like, I at least want to fucking make back the investment that it took to get it. Right. You right. know, it's like, and, you know, it's like, I'd rather you buy my T-shirt than my music because you're just going to steal it. But you come try to steal my T-shirt from me, and I'll beat your fucking ass. <laughs> and I was like, how about this right here? Yeah, okay, here's your challenge. You know, you always go, you, you youngsters got all your challenges. How about this? We'll call this the walk-in Walmart challenge. Walk into Walmart, walk into FYE, walk into any store, and you just go get the songs you want and see how good that goes for you. That's fair enough, man. I I, 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 that's why I still buy CDs. Like I, I'll do downloads if I, if you have to. Like if because people have sort of stopped making CDs now, which I fucking hate. I like to have the thing. Yeah, everybody wants records though. I do like the sound of like the fact like that the vinyl vinyl's coming back. But guys, and I'm not being mean when I say that. Please understand this. This is just an honest opinion from somebody who's willing to put like. And trust me, I am willing to put in an honest day labor. I will go dig a ditch to make my money to feed my children. But how would you feel if I went into your place of business and walked in and took whatever the fuck I want? Let's just put the shoe on the other foot. And, uh, you know, you kids just, you know, and if y'all wonder why we say y'all, the, the millennials are the worst generation to come. It's like you were brought up with that mentality of being, it's okay. It's not okay. Morally, it's not okay. It's not okay to steal from anyone. Anything, money, candy, uh, you know, anything. It's not okay to steal anything. It is against the law to steal. Right. Against the law. Digitally, cyberly, any, it is against the law to steal. That's it. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But And I'm not trying to be mean, so don't turn that against me. It's like I'm not bashing you guys because you've come up where it's been taught to you that it's okay well it's not and you know for all you christians or muslims or whatever whatever heaven or hell you believe in it's gonna be kind of fucked up if they hold that against you and you live this super wonderful life and you end up going to hell because you stole all this music i mean you know <laughs> Knowing, knowing the little bit I know about Christianity from having to go to work, or going to go to church when I was a yeah. kid, thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not steal. But it, that's kind of funny that you know you got these good people, and they, you know they get to the gates of heaven. Well, you had a great life, but man, you had some sticky fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny to think about that. And I wouldn't wish anybody go to hell, but you know it's like it's theft. Yeah, yeah. It's theft, and that's it. So. 
what's uh, what's next for for AKC? I know that this it, uh, looking at the your band's Facebook page, this was the last date that you guys had scheduled um, uh, for for now at least. Are you going to play any other shows before the album drops? Are you going to focus on getting the album done? We'll see. Or? We'll see what management and what our man, our management and our agents come with us. Like I said, I'm not trying to put myself in headline situations. Future is unknown. I'm a quote unknown Henson. The future is unknown. We'll see. All righty. Um, and then uh, usually I'd end it with that, but but same as last time. The the uh, last time that I talked to you, I put a uh, we had talked about this. There's this there's this Facebook group of Slipknot and Mushroomhead fans called the Filthy Maggots. Mm-hmm. And I had asked if they had any, if anybody had anything that they wanted to ask you. Only one dude replied for some reason, and he just wanted to know if you missed playing those songs. Of course I do, for the fans. I don't miss playing them with them. Right, right. You don't that's miss it. being in that band, but you do miss playing for those fans. Yes, that's it. Well, those fans can certainly, you know, you ain't dead. They can still come. They can and... find they, If you want to see me, you know where to find me. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, brother.
And with one of the standalone singles that they released back in November, that was A Killer's Confession with the song I Wish. I want to thank Waylon for being on the show twice, helping to make sure that uh, uh, we actually have something that people can listen to. Uh, and uh, you really, you really got to check those guys out, man. They're fucking awesome. You can find A Killer's Confession on Facebook at A Killer's Confession, on Twitter at a underscore K underscore confession and on Instagram at a underscore killers underscore confession uh, you know you can try and find Waylon on social media as well but like he said he doesn't really use it all that much although he is there um, I would also like to thank uh, Pete from TMG Concerts they were the, the promoter of this show and uh, I want to thank them for, for letting me uh, Letting me in, you know, on, on on very short notice to to get this interview done. Like I said, I really wanted to get this episode uh, completed, uh, and in, in order to do that, I did need to do the recording a second time. So I want to thank Pete for uh, helping to facilitate that. And uh, if you're in, uh, you know, the New York sort of Long Islandish area, definitely check out uh, TM the concerts that TMG promotes. Uh, you can just look them up on Facebook, TMG Concerts. Uh, they are also on Twitter. Um, now, uh, you know, I'm really hoping that there's not going to be too long of, uh, of gaps between these episodes, uh, you know, now that we're going again, I do have something already booked for next week, so hopefully, uh, we'll have another episode, uh, ready to go next, uh, next weekend, um, and I do have a lot of, a lot of feelers out there, uh, a lot of, uh, emails that I'm waiting on responses to for other stuff to book in the spring and the summer. Uh, you know, a lot that, uh, I don't want to say is in the works because, uh, all I've done is sent emails and made phone calls. Uh, I have to, uh, hear back first. Um, so, and uh, if you guys want me to get these interviews, you can, you can certainly help out. You can follow J Bunny's Music Hub on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at J Bunny's Music Hub. Um, if you want someone to appear on the show, you know, fucking email them or leave a leave a Facebook comment, leave a tweet, you know, telling them that they should be on the show. Um, and you can certainly help the show by uh, donating to our Patreon. Um, definitely could use that. <laughs> any any uh, any help that you guys want to provide as far as that goes, you know. Um, still looking for work, and now with the with the car situation, every little bit will help to keep this thing going. So uh, check us out on Patreon. I'll be uh, posting some content there soon. I hope this fucking weather will hold out, and it'll stop snowing every couple days. We got two feet of snow within the last week, and I'm just ready for the winter to be over. But uh, you know, hopefully, I can get some content up on that Patreon page. Um, also, guys, don't forget that. Uh, this podcast is part of the Club Kayfabe creative community. You can find them on uh, Facebook uh, and Twitter, CKCC Online. Uh, there's also a YouTube channel, so you can look up Club Kayfabe creative community on YouTube. Uh, they're posting a lot of content through there. Um, mostly right now, uh, the Club Kayfabe podcast and some, some video game stuff, but the Club Kayfabe creative community, they've also done there they've got a lot of, um, writings going on. Uh, I think that he said that they're posed, I believe that Chris, who is one of the people that runs the Club Kayfabe creative community, said that they're posting, uh, new writings every week, so, or every day maybe even, so please make sure to check that out. And, uh, 
you know, help to keep keep this thing going. And don't forget, guys, to also follow Industry Embers. You can follow us at Industry Embers on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and you can comment or tweet any of the music purchases you make uh, with the hashtag buy music or it's buy music. You know, as Waylon said, you know, stealing is wrong. So you should definitely, if you want the music that you love to continue, you should definitely uh, buy it to show your support. Now I'm going to leave you today with the other standalone single that A Killer's Confession released back in November. Um, you can find both of these singles, both I Wish and uh, this next song, Angel on the Outside. You can find them both on uh, Spotify, Amazon, probably iTunes. I, I don't use it, but I would imagine it's there. <laughs> um, so, uh, like I said, this is Angel on the Outside. Till next time, guys.
to fight And with my demons I deny The angel on the outside